Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Junction in the Grove and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. Friday afternoon with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and Brian Scott Rippey. Let's go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We're joined by John Cohen, Athletics Director at Mississippi State. John, appreciate a few minutes of your time. It's hard to even know where to begin in, in terms of asking, asking questions right now. So maybe I'll start by just saying, how are you? I hope, hope your family's doing well. No, we're, we're doing we're remarkably blessed. Uh, I have uh, a, my oldest is taking finals uh, in law school uh, at Wake Forest, and she's doing it in our living room. And I got another one out in California who, who's working hard. So we're, we're really fortunate. Well, certainly glad to hear that. Let's just kind of jump right in. In terms of planning, where are you right now as you look ahead to uh, the fall semester? I mean, everybody's worried about football, but I know there are other sports that you have to worry about and take into consideration as well. So, so right now, from a planning standpoint, what are you focused on? Well, certainly we're focused on Labor Day weekend. Um, that's, that's what we want. Um, all of our, us... Uh, all the administrators involved in the Southeastern Conference want football, and we want it in the first weekend. Uh, is that going to happen? We just don't know. And that's a phrase we seem to say a lot now. We don't, we don't know. Um, but we're working toward that, and if it doesn't happen, there's a ton of contingency plans in place. Um, but the priority is our student-athlete and giving them the best experience they can possibly have, along with our fan bases, um, and we're going we're gonna to move in that direction. Do you have a target date at this point for bringing student athletes back onto campus, kind of in preparation for fall sports? You know, um, we we'd love to have a target date, and unfortunately, there's, <laughs> um, you know, the virus is going to have to work with us on that. And I, I know I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't know, but um, we're going to rely on on the healthcare professionals, not only in the state of Mississippi but nationally, to help guide us and. Um, and we're going to make great decisions, hopefully, that, that are uh, in the best interest, again, of our student-athletes, our staff, and our great fans at Mississippi State. John, you certainly know him better than I do, but my impression is that Greg Sankey doesn't say stuff just off the cuff. Like, like I'm not saying that it's calculated, but, but it's very thoughtful. He doesn't just kind of spew off to see what, what sticks. And I thought some of the quotes that came from an interview he did on the radio yesterday in, in Jacksonville – uh, where he talked about not necessarily having to have consensus among all conferences or even all teams within a conference to begin play in the fall. He didn't necessarily believe that that had to be in place for some teams to begin playing. How, how much discussion has there been about that topic between Commissioner Sankey and, and the ADs? I, I wouldn't say we spent 
a, a remarkable time amount of time on that because we're so focused on our league. But but certainly there's an interdependence uh, among all Division One programs, and uh, I I I think you know certainly uh, nothing's off the table at this point in time. You know I, I know it's an example. Alabama is supposed to play USC, right? I believe it's in Dallas, and I think it's the first right. weekend. Is that going to happen? You know, will Alabama's situation be um, in their state? Will the virus situation be much better in Alabama than it will be in Southern California? You know, I think it's too early to tell at this point in time. Um, But logic tells you that where there are opportunities to play football, um, you know, you you think at this point that those opportunities are going to be taken advantage of. Hey, John, it's Brian. Hey, Dad. Yeah, today was supposed to be uh, graduation day or graduation weekend here in Starkville. And I've seen, you know, obviously, a lot of people tweeting uh, the pictures. There's a lot of student-athletes. Tyson Carter's here on the top of my Twitter feed. When you've talked to the student-athletes, you know, what are their biggest concerns and, and biggest questions for you uh, as all this is going on? Well, I think there's a lot of uncertainty. And I, my hat's off to all of our student-athletes in Mississippi State. But frankly, all the athletes um, who are, who are – at all levels, high school, a junior high, all, all the way up to the Division One level and professionally, folks are not getting to do what they love, Brian, and, and that's a real shame. I can't imagine Ron Polk 30 years ago walking into our locker room at Mississippi State and saying, hey, guys, it's over. You're not going to get to play. You're not going to even get to play an SEC season or a postseason. I, I just can't even fathom. John Cohen would have gone nuts. I mean, he would have thrown helmets, bats. I mean, he would have been really upset. Our kids are so much more mature today, and they're so much more forward-thinking. And I, I think they've handled this remarkably well. We're so proud of, of our kids and, and know that they're going to use what they have learned through this to, to make the world a better place. You know, you say John, Ron Polk would have done all that, John. John. What would John Cohen, the coach, have said? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have been very – he wouldn't have been happy either. And uh, – I think John Cohen is just as happy watching Southeastern uh, Conference baseball, and more specifically, you know, Mississippi State baseball from the left field lounge and from our stadium, our beautiful Duty Noble Field. But um, it's disappointing. I, I miss it. I know our fans do. I miss it all. I, I love watching our men's and women's tennis teams play. I, I really enjoyed getting to know that sport and. Every time I walk by that facility or drive by it, I, I just, you know, I get this little twinge of, of longingness to, to be able to watch our kids compete. John Cohen joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. John, there's so many different plans that have been talked about, and, and I know it, it's kind of fascinating to me that some of the same stuff that we're talking about on the radio, I believe you and your colleagues are talking about as well, just trying to kind of figure out what's what. The idea of college football without fans in the stadium is is awfully hard to swallow. Is there a scenario where you think that's legitimately in play for at least a portion of the season? Again, I, I don't think anything's off the table. I will say this. Our, our staff and our student-athletes are a priority. Um, and our fans are a priority also. Um, they are a priority. They're not the priority because the safety of our student-athletes and our staff is number one, and, and I say that just because so much preparation goes into those folks actually getting to step onto the field. Um, obviously, all of us coming to watch, you know, there is some preparation involved, but not nearly the amount of preparation it takes for a student-athlete. So 
We want our fans to have the best experience they can possibly have, but we also want them to be safe. And again, we're going to rely on, on some healthcare professionals to help us make those really tough decisions if we have to when the time comes. And, and I guess like every other decision, it, w- when you come up with one answer, doesn't it create 15 more questions? I mean, if there's a limited Boy. number of fans that can come into the stadium, who actually gets to come in? Or I mean, it, it's just like an endless supply of questions. You know, Richard, you just you just boiled it down to its essence right there. You're, the minute you think you have one thing figured out, there are literally, you're right, 15, 20 more questions that you have to answer. And this isn't just the case of intercollegiate athletics. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, Dr. Mark Keenum, who I think has done a remarkable job, you know, he, he is charged with the care of 22,000 kids and about 5,000 faculty and staff. So, uh, he has a lot on his plate, too, and we want to make sure all of these folks are taken care of and that they're safe. And, and you're right. Once you peel back that onion, there's just more and more and more layers that we have to deal with. So it, it's not easy. It's complicated. But we have the right people working on it. We've gotten, we, we've gotten some announcements from surrounding states or other states in the SEC footprint. I think Alabama and Texas A&M yesterday, Missouri a week or so ago. Maybe there's some others that I'm not thinking of right now that have said our plan is to have students on campus in the fall. My, my guess, I don't know if that's an IHL announcement that happens here or if it's individual schools. D- do you have any idea if that announcement specifically is coming in the next few days or couple of weeks? Well, that's a decision Dr. Keenan will make, and, and he is very thorough and thoughtful in everything he does. So he's not going to make any type of statement until he's 100% sure um, that, that it's relevant and it's meaningful, and he's going to do everything he can, along with all of our staff, to make sure that uh, we have the opportunity to start on time and, and to take care of our students. Um, and I, I'm sure that there's a time coming where he's going to fully address that. But, but that guy, Dr. Keenum, is working 24 hours a day along with the staff to put together the best plan possible to make sure that our staff and our students are, are taken care of at the highest level. It's not fair for me to ask you this with only about a minute and a half less, but left, but I'm going to try anyway. The news yesterday that the board of directors of the NCAA um, was not necessarily supportive of the one-time transfer rule beyond just this coming athletic academic year. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I, I think that's really complicated, too, especially in the times we're living in. Um, there, there's a lot of displacement and a lot of movement just because of the virus that we're dealing with right now. Um, uh, I am an advocate for the student-athlete. I want them to have as many opportunities as possible. But also, you, you have to think of the institutions as well. Um, you know, you can't really have the wild, wild west going on. But, but again, I, I do understand there are a lot of compelling stories for student-athletes who do need to change institutions. So I'm, I'm not giving you guys great answers. I'm just giving you more questions. But I, I think these are really important questions that need to be addressed because I think the virus re- really makes it even more important to, to address that subject because, again, I think the virus itself will displace kids for, for many different reasons. John, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it, guys.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.